Welcome to Let's Talk About the C Word, a podcast where my guests and I tear down the stigma around cancer, one episode at a time. Today's episode is a solo episode where I will be debunking myths and conspiracies about cancer that have been floating around in the media. So grab a coffee, sit back and relax, and let's dive in. This first myth has been in the Australian news causing some major controversy recently thanks to two reality TV stars from Married at First Sight, also known as MAFS, who were very unfortunately given a podcast as a platform to talk about topics such as positivity and gratitude. I'm all for speaking freely, reality TV drama shows and gossip podcasts, but I draw the line when they start giving unsolicited medical advice and spreading misinformation to their thousands if not hundreds of thousands of listeners. On their episode focused around practicing gratitude, it starts off okay until one of the girls says, and I quote, We can program our brains to do pretty much anything. Your mind can kill you. It can make you sick. If you're sick in whatever way it may be, whether it's with an illness, if you have cancer, or if you have depression, you can literally make yourself sicker by focusing on how sick you are you can end up terminally ill. Dr. Joe Dispenza has hundreds of case studies of people who are sick with cancer and he literally trained them to just imagine not being sick. Imagine the cancer is leaving your body. Imagine the cells are going away. Imagine this, imagine that. He's literally cured patients without chemotherapy. When I first heard this, I nearly had to get my fiance to pick my jaw up off the floor because I was so freaking dumbfounded. First of all, how offensive can you be to people who have lost loved ones to cancer? How dare you imply that they died because they didn't have a positive mindset? Or to the people who struggle with depression, I'm sure just telling them to be happy really is going to make it all better. Secondly, this manifesting stuff needs to stop. If cancer really could be cured by a positive mindset on its own, I'm sure you wouldn't see oncologists, nurses and carers giving their all to help cancer patients. So how about let's not start invalidating their jobs, shall we? If you are going to give advice to your audience of hundreds of thousands of people, please do your research first. I certainly hope people who have no idea about cancer haven't taken on board what you've said and will now use a stereotypical line of just be positive, it'll cure your cancer on the next person with cancer that they decide to speak to. So maybe instead of misleading people, especially cancer patients who are looking for science-based facts and signs of optimism, don't broach topics you aren't qualified to speak on. Maybe instead stick to the topics that you are, which in these girls' cases would be going onto a reality TV show to chase social media attention, clout, and F-list fame. Hmm, funny. I don't think there are qualifications for that anyway. When it comes to a positive mindset and cancer, a positive mindset can definitely be very helpful in terms of motivation, especially on the days when it's an extra hard day to get out of bed or to face another surgery or to sit through one more chemo session. And in combination with the cancer care team, a treatment plan, the help from medical professionals and emotional support, it can work wonders. But also going back to the girl's quote about how focusing on how sick you are can make you sicker, 
May I please just point out that while having a positive mindset is beneficial, it is equally important to be radically honest to yourself and those around you about how sick you are, so that you can raise concerns, point out side effects and symptoms you are experiencing, and get that extra help and ask the questions tailored to your specific needs. So actually, focusing on how sick you are is extremely important. So I think it's time we put this myth to bed. What do you think? Okay, now that that myth has been put to bed, let's talk about my favourite conspiracy theory. That cancer is in fact a fungus and baking soda is the cure. I have no idea who started this conspiracy, but I do think they've been watching a little bit too much of The Last of Us with fungus-ridden zombies. Let's break it down. The rumour that cancer is a fungus can be disproven through science. It is a fact that cancer begins from mutations inside our body's own cells. So, unfortunately for all of you conspiracy-loving fans out there, scientists are able to distinguish between human cells and fungal cells. And on top of that, there is absolutely no evidence to support baking soda curing any type of fungal infection. So, I hate to burst your bubble, but that's another one busted. <laughs> It might interest you to know that 90% of the people with access to the internet use it to search health information. In a study done on 200 random articles about cancer, 32% were entirely compiled of misinformation and 30.6% had harmful misinformation and advice. Another huge myth that needs to be shut down at ASAP about cancer is that only eating fruit on an empty stomach is a cure. These rumours started way back in 2013 and I have seen multiple gracing the pages of my TikTok and Instagram since then. While fruit may have some properties that help in cancer prevention, there is absolutely no scientific proof that it can be a cure. So please, please, please don't put all your faith in a lemon or passion fruit, guys. It absolutely drives me up the wall when these baseless myths get spouted on TikTok or Instagram and then people repost them. And what frustrates me is it's usually young girls around my age as well, who very clearly haven't got their facts straight, and when their comment section starts calling them out for being liars, they strike back with the most pathetic, uneducated responses. If you are a cancer patient or cancer survivor that wants to talk about what you found helped you during treatment, please, please, please put in a disclaimer, and maybe even cover off what you want to talk about to the public with your oncologist beforehand. I say this because... For example, you might have had an ice dirty chai latte every single day during your treatment and maybe you think that that helped, but chances are it didn't and your doctor will tell you that too. But that young 17 year old girl on TikTok, she will believe you and if she starts treatment then you are already giving her misleading information that she could very realistically rely on. Social media makes me want to talk about my next topic, the fault in our stars. And when I say stars, I don't mean up in the sky. I mean celebrities and influencers. 
Celebrities and influencers often have much larger social media platforms than fact-safe organizations such as the World Health Organization. So it's no surprise we tend to follow their advice more often. For example, Selena Gomez has 426 million Instagram followers and the World Health Organization has 12.1 million. Don't get me wrong, this can be extremely beneficial. For example, Ryan Reynolds encouraging the importance of getting a colonoscopy to raise awareness for colorectal cancer, or Angelina Jolie opening up about her decision to get a prophylactic mastectomy to prevent breast cancer because she carries the BRCA1 gene. But it can also be the hub of misinformation. For example, the queen of misinformation, Gwyneth Paltrow, did a Vogue Get Ready With Me video where she implied that the chemicals in sunscreen are more dangerous than the UV rays from the sun which is a type 1 carcinogen. If you ever find yourself falling for something like that and think that that celebrity or influencer is going to influence you to take a medication, eat something or buy a product, do yourself a favour and check if they have a disclaimer. Do your research extensively and then consult a medical professional before even considering if it's right for you. Oftentimes, celebrities and influencers can be really convincing that they only have what's best for their audience at heart. But in reality, they're usually just looking for a quick way to make money or to get attention. So please be careful with what you watch and don't think that everything is there to help you. Another myth that I want to debunk is that cancer means death. I think this stigma comes around from everyone's fear of the unknown. We are all terrified of things that we don't understand. I actually heard a very good quote, ironically, from a celebrity the other day on a podcast. It was from Selena Gomez, who, to be honest, I'm not the biggest fan of, but she was talking about her phobia of hurricanes. She said growing up in her home state of Texas was really scary as she was petrified of hurricanes and often cried to her mum about them. Her mum then told her that to stop fearing something is so simple. You just have to understand it. So she then made a project out of it, researched hurricanes, learnt about the weather and looked at statistics so that when the time came that she might be near one, she might not be as afraid. And I think if you are terrified of cancer and if you can only see it as death, then you need to do the same thing. You need to research, understand it better and join a supportive cancer community who can relate to your fears and keep you level-headed. Now let's talk about another myth that I see often on social media as well. Cancer is contagious. This is a widespread misconception that often leads to fear and stigmatization. However, let me assure you that cancer is not, in fact, contagious. It cannot be transmitted through casual contact like hugging, shaking hands, or sharing utensils. Cancer is caused by genetic mutations or other factors that trigger abnormal cell growth within the body. Understanding this can help dispel unnecessary anxiety and promote a more supportive environment for those affected by cancer. And that is another myth busted. And now let's jump to the next myth. Only smokers get lung cancer. While it's true that smoking is a leading cause of lung cancer, it's important to know that non-smokers can also develop this disease. 
In fact, exposure to secondhand smoke, radon gas, asbestos, and other environmental factors can significantly increase the risk of lung cancer, even individuals who have never smoked. So let's break free from this conception that lung cancer is solely a smoker's disease and encourage everyone to prioritize lung health. And yes, I'm looking at you, all of my friends who vape. So my next myth is that alternative therapies can cure cancer. While complementary and alternative therapies can provide support and improve overall well-being during cancer treatment, it's so important to recognize that they are not substitutes for evidence-based medical treatments. Some alternative therapies may help manage symptoms or improve the quality of life, but they should always be used in conjunction with conventional medical care. It's essential to consult with your healthcare team and make informed decisions about your treatment options together. If you are interested in doing alternative or complementary medication or therapies, you really need to be asking those questions to your cancer team. They're going to have much more insight and they're going to have evidence-based research into what will work, what's going to assist you, and what is definitely not going to work. I know it's said a lot, but there are so many people online who are offering these alternative medicines and therapies and they're telling you that, you know, they can basically cure your cancer or they're going to help in a massive way, but they're only looking for a money grab. And if they're not, that's great, but check with your health provider first, because there is a possibility that these things can actually also hinder your treatment or make things much, much worse. I think it's great when people are self-advocating during cancer treatment and they point out what they actually need, what they feel isn't working. But if you're going to bring something new to the table, you need to be honest and open about it and you need to be aware of all the scams surrounding alternative therapies. This next one I've heard quite a bit from people. And it's not true at all. The next myth is that there is nothing you can do to prevent cancer. This myth can leave people feeling helpless and resigned to their fate. However, there are proactive steps you can take to reduce your risk of developing cancer. The obvious steps that you probably know are maintaining a healthy lifestyle, including regular exercise, a balanced diet, and avoiding tobacco and excessive alcohol consumption which can all significantly lower your risk. Additionally, you can participate in cancer screening programs and get vaccinated against certain viruses like HPV and hepatitis B, which can also help prevent certain types of cancers. But did you know you can also do genetic testing? If you have a family history of cancer, say maybe your auntie has had breast cancer or your uncle has had prostate, there are ways to track whether you're at high risk of also developing cancer down the track. Knowing you are at risk can be scary, but it can also allow you to act in advance and put in place a prevention plan. New discoveries happen often in genetic testing, so the more you know, the more you can protect yourself. This next myth is so incredibly important and it teaches you that you shouldn't judge a book by its cover. This next myth is that all cancer patients experience hair loss. 
While hair loss is a common side effect of certain cancer treatments, it's not the case for all individuals, for example my mom. Hair loss depends on the specific treatment being used and varies from person to person. Some treatments may cause thinning or complete hair loss, while others may not have any impact on hair growth. It's important to remember that hair loss is temporary and there are various options available to manage and cope with this side effect. And on that note, I'd like to point out that having hair or not having hair is not the main identifier for people with cancer and how sick they are. They can be just as sick if they are going through treatment and have hair. Let's jump on to the next one. Cancer is a punishment for past actions or thoughts. It's crucial to dispel the belief that cancer is a consequence of personal wrongdoing. Cancer can affect anyone regardless of their lifestyle choices or their thoughts. Blaming oneself or others for a cancer diagnosis only adds unnecessary guilt and burden. Instead, let's focus on supporting individuals with compassion and understanding, promoting awareness and advocating for equitable access to healthcare. And that's it for this episode on cancer myths that need to be debunked. I think the main thing to take away from this episode is to never trust celebrities or influencers and everything they say should be taken with a grain of salt. If you're unsure, make sure that you check with a medical provider or oncologist and know that you need to get the information that's right for you. I hope you enjoyed this solo episode and if you did, please give it a download or subscribe. You can also find the podcast on Instagram and TikTok, and I will put the social media links below in the episode description. Again, if you have any questions or topics you want me to cover, please let me know via Instagram or email. I will see you next week with a very special guest. Thanks for listening to Let's Talk About the C Word. I'm your host, Bryony Cornish.